Yes, well, it's a good evening here from Brisbane, Queensland, Australia, and we go simulcast, as you know, on a Thursday night in Australia. But we also do it because it's uh, 10 o'clock in daylight saving time in the UK, where my co-host, Andrina Forrest, is based and located. So between the two of us, we scour the world looking for interesting guests like the one we've got today. He's um, currently sitting between the two of us. So it's a World Cup rugby on uh, starts on Friday between France and the Republic. So... Denovan's there. He's in. He's the hooker. He's in between the two of us, and we're propping him up for the night. <laughs> anyway, without further ado, Andrini, take it away. Hi, everybody. Good morning, and welcome to Dreaming the New Dream, wherever you are in the world. And today it's the sixth of September, twenty twenty-three. And um, I have to say, it's my great pleasure to have Denovan Truman on the show. Um, and you came on at very short notice. So I was chatting with Rick Dewars, I think it was Monday, and he said he needed to connect, or it'd be good for Denovan and I to connect together. So anyway, long story short, but Tuesday we connected and here we are. So thank you for stepping in at short notice and welcome to Dream a New Dream. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. It's an absolute pleasure and super excited to be here with both uh, you and uh, Jeffrey, and yeah, very excited to be able to sort of share a bit about my story and, and what I'm passionate about. I know. Well, I mean, you've you know you've got quite a um, a vast array of subjects here because I know you. I've heard your rapping songs. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm into rapping as such, but you know, great that you you know you can do that. Um, you've got a carpet cleaning business. Um, you work with sound frequencies and, you know, we've been talking about the inner voice and obviously sound um, is my passion as well. And I work with your speaking voice. So I work like each star sign relates to a note and a colour. So uh, what I'm interested in is the notes that are not coming through vocally. So it's freeing your voice up. So, you know, interestingly that the um, you did me a sample and um, one of the in four of the notes it came up um, recommended chiropractor, and I'd been in a mishap a little while ago, and I see the chiropractor is so that was spot on. So, but anyway, so without um, and also you're going to talk about GPMS, which I joined um, a long time ago, and um, and explain you know to to our viewers that have no idea about gpms you know it's um a worldwide agreement and and i remember somewhere i saw that i think there's only 800 signed up in the uk but i think it was about 18 or 19,000 in the philippines or somewhere and i'm thinking hmm what's going on there then so hoping today that more people will sign up and help you know anyway i'm without me waffling on in anymore <laughs> start off where you landed on planet earth and how all these different stepping stones that have brought us here together now yeah sure sure so yeah i mean i was born in in 1979 in kingston upon thames uh which is just on the uh outskirts of, of southwest london uh near wimbledon where people will be familiar with the uh the tennis and that's actually where i've been living like most of my life and um yeah i mean my, i i started my journey um you know with a, a christian faith and um you know went to church and was in the choir and stuff you know um which i started when i went to private school for about just a, a short term of about two years um 
which uh, I then uh, hated being away from my my uh, parents at that age of seven to, to, to nine. And uh, despite sort of telling them so, they, they, they kept me in there because they wanted me to have good education. So I actually ran away um from that school um you know with a with a with a chum and uh yeah that that sort of you know uh, assured that they realized how much i i i sort of didn't enjoy it so i then went back into the comprehensive school life which i had already started obviously before i had an interesting experience obviously actually going into uh, a private school in the sense that um, you had to do like a little test like a pre-test to sort of see uh, where you're at with your uh, sort of uh, intelligence level i guess and um, I recall um, doing some mathematical equations, which I really didn't have any idea really what I was doing. And um, I was told by my, my parents after that session happened that actually the teacher thought that I was a mathematical genius or I could be. Wow. Um, I do recall that because I did these calculations and then she said, you know, um, how did you work those out? And, and I actually went through, I didn't really know how it worked out, to be honest, I think I guessed it. I think it was my intuition that I used to actually get the answer. Uh, but obviously I tried to then put it down on paper and she just, I think maybe she couldn't understand my my calculation. And that's why she said it. <laughs> Turns out um, I, I'm not a mathematical genius. I think I ended <laughs> up getting an F by GCSE, but um, my I was never really an academic, even though I had uh, actually that advanced ed education for a couple of years. Um, did actually really advance me and when I went back into the comprehensive school I was ahead of a lot of the other kids and, and but it was great because I got to see the difference of those two worlds you know they, how they actually um, teach and like the size of the classes and you know how they really develop you know young young people in the, in the sort of public school private school education versus obviously comprehensive where you can see why there's not so many people that um, tend to do so well in their academics obviously mm. in, in, in that side so um and uh, but from a young age, um, I was very, very aware of like this huge, you know, poverty around the world and questioning why that had to be that way when I could see that there was also so much wealth. I mean, one of my friends at the private school had a castle or his family owned a castle, you know, so they're very wealthy. And, you know, I was very, very aware of that and, um, and but very compassionate. You know, a lot of my, my my good friends that I came to be very good friends with in my middle school and high school were obviously from very modest backgrounds, you know, from council estates and what have you. And so, yeah, I wasn't obviously a judgmental uh, mm. one based on, on uh, having sort of, you know, affluent parents um, who were, you know, my dad was Oxford, uh, he went to Oxford University. Um, and, and, but and also a bit of a dropout as far as they were concerned when it, when it got to my <laughs> academics, because I didn't do too, too well. <laughs> but um, my, my passion was more in the arts and crafts. I love drama. I didn't really get the guidance to sort of go down that route and um, I'm more encouraged to try and sort of go down the business route saying as there's family members that have started their own business and stuff like that. And so um, I dropped out of college actually after a year and um, uh, began working door to door for a carpet cleaning company. Um, so uh, I didn't think at that time that I would end up starting a carpet cleaning business about 15 or 20 years later. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I learned the art of selling door to door, which was very, very challenging. And um, I, after a couple of years of, of gaining some skills there, I went and did some other things. So I worked in like the telecommunications industry. I worked for my brother, um, who's 14 years older than me, uh, for four years in insurance broking, commercial insurance broking. Um, worked and did a bit of advertising sales, um, worked as a, a negotiator and estate agent for a while. Uh, but it was actually selling audio and web conferencing solutions 20 years ago um, that I kind of 
started to become a bit more mature, but I also started to then realize that, you know, the corporate world wasn't for me. Mm. Um, I enjoyed aspects of it, like, you know, the social aspect of it working in London, but um, I really didn't like the high pressure and stuff. And I, I kind of wanted to, to work for myself, um, but simultaneously, um, I was very passionate still about acting at that time. And, and so I started to look on websites, you know, that were just emerging at that time, um, which were like the kind of Facebooks for, you know, acting mm -hmm. and performance. And so I got myself onto one of those. And subsequently, I um, also was obviously going down the awakening process, looking into conspiracies and that started to take my interest, uh, you know, sort of in my late twenties, Zeitgeist movie was one of the first, I think, things that I watched and then uh, started to um, follow David Icke and went to one of his shows. Uh, but yeah, basically, um, I, I subsequently got made redundant, which I actually saw as a godsend because uh, mm. I've been working for the company at that point for four years. So I got a nice little redundancy package um, and uh, and I thought, well, I can pursue my acting career. So um, uh, and uh, there was a few websites available because one of the challenges was with going into acting, you know, not straight from school and, and going down that route of drama in school and college and what have you. Um, I mean, I did drama in school, but I didn't do it in college because obviously you needed to at that time, you needed to it was really get qualified. Uh, there was very few routes into that industry, um, whereas obviously by the time I was in my late 20s, you had like the online uh, capability of reaching out to um, agents and what have you. Um, but um, I very quickly realized, having started doing a bit of um, drama training, that actually I needed to have a sideline. And I had um, I'd had already previously about six years before five years before a dream about starting my own carpet cleaning company yeah. right. to the point where i actually started work putting down on paper how that might look how how i could possibly start that with a friend but um i approached a friend who i worked in the industry with who i remained very good friends with and, and he wasn't too interested in going back into it at that point and, and so that sort of you know just you know went by the wayside but then um sometime uh again maybe about a year before i got made redundant i, I had another dream about starting um a, a carpet cleaning business or service and um and so um i went with my intuition i thought okay well i could actually do this i could do that maybe as a sideline and, and so I, I i simultaneously trained as an actor at the age of 30 as well as actually learning the art of and craft of carpet cleaning <laughs> And um, one of the reasons why I was confident about doing that is because I had the background in sales and going door to door. I knew that even though we we're in the height of the recession, which was 2009 at that time, I could go out and find the business myself. But I also knew that people uh, would probably be wanting to look after they've got in a recession rather than replace it. So I thought, felt quite confident I could keep that going. But it was just, it was just uh, realistically impossible, really, to to, to make a, a new business work and do the acting. And and uh, you know, I, I met many actors. That were still doing extra work so i did a bit of tv extra work i was in the background of eastenders and um you know uh miss marple and a couple of movies and stuff like that and i was meeting quite you know um experienced actors still doing extra work and i just thought well, you know it's going to take me 10 years probably to to get a break here and of course i just in the end seeing that i had a, a gap in the market of carpet cleaning because like the training i did put me in the top one percent of companies i felt well you know, I've got something that I can grow here. And perhaps uh, the dream there was actually for me to start a business and have it fully functioning and then go in to do the acting full time, you know, because I felt like I had to probably do RADA or something to really break it into into the acting world. Um, but yeah, I mean, then, and uh, yeah, of course, 
all along the way, I was having these shifts in my consciousness about, you know, the world that I was living in. I mean, even as a negotiator at the age of 19, like in the estate agency market in Fulham, I was getting really angry at why I was getting penalty charge notices when all I was trying to do was do my job and there wasn't enough parking available and I was losing half of my salary almost to, to parking fines. And I just thought that that just wasn't right. So I was having these little shifts and I remember having you know conversations with my family about it. So I was saying, you know, like, you know, it really, really angry. I used to be quite an angry individual growing up. I did, I, did sort of, I did sort of feel that like the world was like just very, very wrong. Um, you know, and uh, all I wanted to do was just, you know do the right thing for everyone and be really good and um but uh, i just saw a lot of you know stress upon people and um and so yeah so then then i you know started the company continued with the acting um obviously had an interest in the music and the rap that was something that sort of came to me you know sort of in my teens um and i was just doing it really more for a hobby but then sort of in my later life i was just having fun writing lyrics about things that i knew about so it wasn't about gangster rap you know, um, you know, I, I wanted to keep it real um, and coming from like, you know, the ghettos of Wimbledon Village or around that area I didn't sort of really see to, you know, go, go hand in hand. So, um, yeah, I was I was writing more about stuff like CBD oil and hemp and the benefits of that. And, you know, the, the story, the backstory of hemp, uh, you know, seeing that actually with music and writing, you could actually also, you know, um, kind of open up consciousness with that as well, mm. you know, to do with certain things. So, yeah. So, yeah. And then. Uh, more recently, I produced a rap for GPMS.World, and um, also which is uh, it's got to about eighteen thousand views, I think, on one of on one celebration there um, so far. But also, I've written, I wrote um, quite a a sort of future seeing rapper, which was uh, twenty twenty, just about what the agenda was, you know, um, and uh, that was called Crown Five G. I went sort of mm. saying that in case that might uh, upset some people, but yeah, basically, yeah, it's. Um, yeah, it was, uh, again, just pulling together some of the things that I could see. And, and that's one of the things I kind of observed through my journey was that I was having experiences with synchronicities, um, recognizing that things were energy, frequency, vibration, resonance. And um, and that side to really kind of scale and escalate more. Um, after my dad passed away in, in about 2013, I had some very powerful things around the time of his death that occurred um, that really obviously, again, accelerated my my awakening process, as well as the fact that um, I also um, saw in 2009, uh, which was before he passed, but that that was whilst I was still working and before I started my company, um, the the UFOs over in Borneo, which uh, I think uh, Jeffrey probably see some pictures on there um, in, the, in the in the group there, which you could share, um, and that was interesting because uh, around 2009, I think it was actually later after that, um, my partner and I um, we actually saw. Uh, another type of UFO um, on New Year's Eve of 2009, 2010. So here, um, I, th th this flying saucers that you can see, this bright light there, I did not see that when I took these pictures. Mm. Um, so basically, I was taking quite a few pictures, just more or less standing in the same place, but angling you know, the camera slightly differently and um, didn't even pick up on it. Um, and so th these two pictures were taken probably more or less within the same sort of 30 second period or minute or two because um, i took a few um and then uh, it was just looking back through the pictures like the next day that i thought hang on a minute what's that and i could see obviously in one picture it was in one position another picture was another position um and 
clearly also I've seen other examples of, of sources that, that, that look that kind of colour. But mm -hmm. I think it was actually from the camera flash that actually revealed it. It was actually probably, I, I don't think it was moving at a hypersonic sort of speed or anything. Um, it was just actually cloaked and I couldn't see mm -hmm. it. Mm, so, amazing because <clears throat> i did share um a friend sent me i think yesterday that her brother's in scotland and he captured a brilliant ufo which i shared i'm i haven't shared on facebook yet because i have to get revision but um yeah amazing and i know um some people listeners will know i was in glastonbury after the healing weekend which was july and it was a three-day event and my sister and I and we couldn't sleep we just couldn't settle and we um she said oh come on let's go outside and look at the stars so anyway she went on out and then I came out and then she said, quick look at this and next minute there was this UFO like a cigar shape going across and it was as clear as clear could be and it was just a bright light and I'm going oh my god and but she tried to film it but it's just like it bounced everywhere on the but it was just amazing and we were you were here we're here but they kept going <laughs> <laughs> well i've also had as well like you know, um over the last few years uh, well certainly the last 10 years like various dreams where i've actually been on a ship and stuff mm. like that and, yeah uh, and and seeing them you know like and cloaking and, and things and in fact when i came in contact with uh rick uh on gpms.world uh, two days after that i had a dream with rick and his partner who i hadn't seen any pictures of at that point and mm. I think they probably looked different to me in the dream, but I knew it, I knew the, the, the as Rick and mm. uh, and um, Femka, and and there was yeah again um, I was looking into the night sky and I could see like in, the cloaking of these ships like there you could see the outline of them mm. but it was just amazing every experience I had like that was amazing every dream I had like that was amazing um, and so yeah and I've also had dreams of obviously again being able to maneuver objects as well like you know with uh, the mind and stuff you know and telekinesis mm. that sort of stuff and um and uh, from a young age I'm sure <coughs> that I, I'm probably not unique in this sense in any way shape or form but I, I I actually firmly believe that it was possible to move things with the mind and I used to stare at objects what trying to do it you know and uh, I continue to do that you know for some time probably uh uh, stopped around sort of the, you know, before puberty or something like that. But <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely, I had this, I, I definitely had this sense that we could do it and we just didn't know how to do it. And it was just something that needs to be developed. But, you just needed Joda to say, strong mind you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But well, we uh, did all have a go at bending the spoons, didn't we? Like we all had teaspoons yeah. and we. <laughs> we <Absolutely>. were... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. So yeah, I mean it's um, it, yeah. So I, I've had some very very interesting dreams in my time, like and like I said, around the time of my death, uh, not my death, sorry, my, my father's death. Um, uh, yeah, very profound experience I had there, um, and and other dreams that, that obviously there was connections with those dreams to my to our actual reality. So I could obviously see that there was an absolute connection with the different dimensions of uh, reality, and that the, the dream world is obviously a dimensional realm which obviously um can be influencing you in the current realm as well but also um, giving you insights into into your mm. dimension and what have you um but I, I could share with you i could share with your audience a bit about that that experience i have with my, my father if you wish or we can talk yeah about no that. go on because i'm very so, i mean I, i've had dreams for years and years um thank you beth um yeah so um 
lost my track of thoughts. Yes, oh, I can't remember how how long ago. And I, you know, I've got a lot of information in my dreams, and I've I've been on spaceships doing <laughs> controls and all shots, all all sorts in my dreams. So I know where you um, where you are. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, carry on. <laughs> I mean, basically, um, about two months before my dad passed away, like I had a, a, I was at a house party with some friends and I'd been previous to the party. I've been looking up online like, you know, has anybody seen any birds just die in mid, mid flight? Because I'd never seen it, you know, and um, that question had been put into Google and there was a few responses on some sort of forum. And, uh, you know, uh, and, and nobody had seen one bird just die flying in the flight. And my, my, my thought process and why I kind of put that question out there and was interested was because I thought, well, you know, people die of heart attacks all the time. They just fall down and die. Mm. Surely that must occur in the animal kingdom. You know, why, do, why don't we see it? Why haven't I seen it in, in the 30 odd years of my life at that point? And uh, there was some replies at that point that came in where people said, I haven't seen any uh, single birds dying in, in mid-flight, but I did see a group of dead birds that just fell out of the sky. And then, they, of course, they were talking about the thought process being behind harp or something like that, you know, that, that may have caused that. Um, but anyway, uh, you yeah, know, having had this conversation with some friends at the, uh, the party, they were all come, trying to come up with, like, you know, uh, their kind of uh, logical reasons as to why that, that hadn't been seen, which I didn't really buy, to be honest. Um, and then um, about two months later, my, my dad passed. And what happened was that I was actually listening to Eckhart Tolle, you know, which, again, I it was uh, starting to sort of go through that kind of process of like meditation and learning about sort of being present and conscious. And I was listening to one of his audio tapes on the way to work. And I was with my partner and we were sat at a, a railway crossing just waiting for the train to pass. And um, I was looking up in the sky because he, he was saying, oh, look, you know, to help keep yourself present in the, in the moment, you can really pay attention to nature and that's really where you're kind of bringing your mind into a present state of being so I, was, I looked up and i saw this black crow in the distance flying and all of a sudden it just started to go like that like it was struggling and then it just fell out of the sky and i, I sort of like, i was really shocked i turned around to the partner i said do you see that she said yeah yeah that, that bird just fell out of the sky um and so i thought well that's weird anyway so we then the train came and i drove to work um which it took about 10 minutes to get to and as I um, got there and I unloaded my machine my phone rang and my mom called me and she said oh you know um your, your your father had a heart attack 10 minutes ago and I've been trying to resuscitate him and so obviously at the exact time more or less um that I saw that um obviously he had had a heart attack now they did you know start his heart again apparently but I think to be honest they were keeping him alive you know just with the machine after that um, and so that that was obviously quite a profound experience. But then obviously in the hospital with him as well, I kind of already knew that he'd really kind of gone. You know, I was kind of praying that, you know, he would he, he would get through it. But I mean, he was 87. I mean, my father was 52 when I was born, you know, so he lived a good mm. life. Um, but there was um, a, a strong pungent smell that whilst they, he was still on the machine, apparently alive, which is, you know, like I say, the smell of death. Um, mm. And I'm not sure whether that was us smelling it, or, you know, whether anyone else would have smelled that who weren't linked to the family or anything. But um, about two, three days after that, I was working with my partner again, and uh, we were just loading some equipment into the van. And then um, I got this very strong smell from, you know, uh, the same smell. You know, it's a, a, an unusual smell, not pleasant, I admit. But I, I instantly got in the vehicle and I just said to my partner, did you and I, she finished my sentence smell your dad <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> i was like yeah. 
<laughs> um, I, you smelt that, and he said, "Yeah, yeah, he was here. I think he was here visiting us." So, so that was very interesting. And and my other couple, my my, my brother and my sister both um, said that they had that same smell around the house, you know, my mom's house and, and what have you. Um, and then, you know, two weeks after that, three weeks after that, I had um, a very vivid dream where I was um, sitting in the vehicle and I was talking with my dad and. I then became aware of how was this possible and um, you must be dreaming because you, you're not here and i was saying this in the conversation with him and he was saying he was saying well you know no you know we're, we're here and i said well pinch me because i must be dreaming and he pinched me and i wasn't yeah. i didn't wake up and i was just like wow and i said how's this and he said i don't know but let's just enjoy it like, let's just enjoy it whilst we can so um yeah we we had a conversation and and i had an immense sense of peace obviously after that like i knew that i could see him and i would see him again and of course i've had other dreams where i've, I've seen my dad and but i it was a real it was it was yeah an experience which i think quite a few people have probably had something similar um and uh, that was very profound and um and so yeah that was for me again a massive massive part of my journey um mm. Uh, and then, of course, I've had, like I say, other very interesting dreams. Like where, you know, again, it's just there. Yeah, there's no no possibility of coincidence with these things. They are no. synchronicities, and um, mm. they're there. You know, we learn a lot of stuff from our dreams. What I found as well that, like, you know, even if you're not consciously remembering a lot of what you you're dreaming about, it is part of our journey and our experience, um, and they are real. You know, mm. real that we're going to. Yeah, I know in the middle of the night, sometimes I wake up and like, and I, I think, oh, I'll remember that in the morning, but you can bet your bottom dollar of life, whatever, um, you don't. So now, now when it's, when I have one, I make sure I write it down and then in the morning I think, oh, <laughs> you know, and then, and there's, there is lots of information and, and it's like how you feel about the dream and what it brings up for you, because obviously we need to be aware of um triggers and different things now you know because we're evolving so fast that anyway yeah have you got the um is the sheep and the goats and the chooks out yeah yeah i don't know one of them must be loose so um apologies <laughs> if you hear strange sounds i should have warned you because i am on a farm so i think one of them debbie that owns them is obviously coming out to feed them because they all make a lot of noise so um is that <laughs> a goat or fun. a sheep is that a goat well it, sound, it sounds like a goat but i can't right. see right um, here. yeah i can't see where it is so it's and you know i have to be careful now because the, there's three um brown sheep and they're young well it must be about a year over a year old now and one of them keeps coming in and yesterday it was on the step and I thought, I'm going to have to watch this because it obviously wants to come in and see what I got in there. And it's like, oh, my God. Who's <laughs> anyway. in reincarnation of? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um, anyway, carry on. Yeah, well, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So I guess um, a massive thing that I've become passionate about um, alongside GPMS and, and what that's delivering to humanity and that it is here and it is as far as I absolutely have a knowing of going to be a massive part of our advancement of humanity into a world which obviously is is free of uh, poverty and, and all of the um, manipulation and harms and pain and suffering that we see actually. Um, but, uh, the, but a very big part of that is the consciousness um, obviously that we're all connected through and, and our awakening 
to who we really are, you know, and the power that we have. Um, because obviously uh, I've had these experiences and many people are having these experiences simultaneously, like literally, I mean, millions of people, are, well, billions of people are having these experiences, but not yet recognizing them for what they are. Um, mm. But the, you know, obviously many, many millions, I'm sure are actually are with us obviously uh, recognizing these for what they are. And that's part of the, the awakening process, which is a key part of the process for humanity to advance forward um to realize that obviously we are all connected and um that we are all one ultimately and that we really do need to be um living uh loving thy neighbor like thyself in that sense mm. because um you know the most important thing is is that we have the most uplifting and high vibrational experience we can especially as everything is energy frequency and vibration so obviously we need to you know be mm. positive as much as we can and of course that's not the world that we're being shown in all of the different forms of media you know even the alternative news you know is very low vibrational um mm. and um you know it's is being used as a weapon uh, against the people to, to keep them in a, 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 a low vibration to keep them asleep to keep them in fear because that is basically what would ultimately um maintain the kind of experience and path you know, the the, the the rich and powerful are able to enjoy you know um, mm. and they're just not having that kind of level of consciousness where they actually realize how beautiful it would be when everyone can be as uh you know free and abundant as the next one ultimately mm. and so obviously gpms is raising the vibration of people with the actual solution that is palpable with a plan that's contained in the website that kind of shows how we go from where we are now to where we will be um but it, it's also connecting those ones who are already on their awakening process that, that kind of can see it and actually trust it because they're living more in their heart space and they're not there and they they don't um, see things as problems but as as tests and you know, challenges. But you know, obviously, that we do really have this amazing time right now because we're in that point where we can actually do what GPMS is actually saying um, we're going to do and why. And that's because we've got the connectivity of the internet we're able to connect with our brothers and sisters worldwide, <clears throat> which we weren't really able to do 20 years ago. I mean, obviously, even in Africa now, um, many people don't have a, a mobile phone device or internet, but we've got enough people there who do. And so those people um, will obviously be the guardians to actually reach the ones that don't have it, give them the information about GPMS and actually have them, um, you know, complete the agreement. They'll do the agreement with them for them. And then that's where, where obviously we will reach the worldwide majority with this. So, yeah, this oh, is the newsletter. Yeah, I, was looking, I was looking at the figures. It was Thailand, I think, at 18,000. Yeah. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> it's interesting. Um, right, let's have a 17,000 for Thailand, Philippines 13, India 9, Peru 3, United States 3, UK 8, 2, yes, <laughs> and Canada 8, 2, 2. So, so what, what is the why is like philippines and thailand so in tune with what's going on regarding gpms as opposed to uk like there's like quite a difference in the numbers for, for a number of reasons think, yeah, yeah what do you think that is about um well basically it's it's the fact that again um they're much more community uh sort of driven sort of you know areas of the world you know they're they're very close-knit communities and they are um, they're already, uh, obviously, of course, uh, experienced. A lot of them understand or understand that, you know, um, having a good life and, and, and being fulfilled is not about having a lot of money and they don't see themselves as being able to have a lot of money. Mm. 
but they are living more in their heart space. A lot of them are more connected spiritually um, as well. Uh, they've maintained that connection with spirituality more than others, uh, other nations. Um, they don't have the benefit system that, for example, the UK does. I mean, obviously, you know, UK has got the sort of biggest kind of benefit system. Uh, which is why we see, uh, you know, seeing more problems already here in many respects than in other places. Uh, but that, you know, those benefits like, that gives that makes people complacent. It means that people obviously um, are are not going to. They're they're also feeling like they're being given something by the government. The government has acted as a, a, a parent to them, and they're expecting something to change. You know, um, and. Um, the only re again, we're also finding that you know the reason why those numbers are growing so fast in the Philippines. I mean, they're doing it right, and so is Thailand, you know, and India, where they're obviously actually getting together mm -hmm. and having physical gatherings and spreading the word that way. Because um, the numbers that are, have grown have largely come in from our networking and trying to reach people online, which is obviously the, the, the way that we can connect and how this will be done, you know, via the internet ultimately. Um, but of course, we're seeing the suppression. Well, the censorship, um, and uh, that's that is. Yeah, there's a lot of people that just aren't seeing GPMS. Mm. Um, but there is definitely uh, the difference in consciousness uh, that we find in you know different parts of the world. Um, you know, but even if even Africa, we've got. I've been involved in in sort of getting you know uh, Uganda started, and they've, they've on that. That's just showing you the top numbers. So we're actually in more or less most countries worldwide. We've even got like something like forty five consents in China. Um, so yeah. it's starting, yeah, yeah, um, and um, in South Korea we've got a few, and, and uh, we haven't got into North Korea yet, I don't think. But um, there's a lot of countries with maybe just one or two, but we've got you know quite a few countries with a, at least sort of you know between sort of 30 and 150, 200, um, and and so yeah, even in Africa you would expect that obviously they would have, they would be ready to to see this and agree to it in principle because basically. What GPMS is going to do is ultimately create an unlimited funding for all people. Um, mm. And it's done through a, like a democratic vote through the website ultimately. So um, we need to get a majority of people to agree to this worldwide. And that isn't uh, an impossibility like some might think, because actually you've got over 3 billion people, maybe 4 billion people more or more already below the line of poverty. Um, mm. That, that may not care, a lot of them may not care about having a lot of money, but they would just love to be able to have good quality food, healthcare, you know, transport, freedom to move, you know, all of those things. Um, and and to, to, to not have to see the harms that they see every day and around them. Um, so we've got half the planet that are ready, you know, uh, but they're also uh, the most disempowered um, people as well. Like they just don't feel like they are even entitled to it. A lot of them have been culturally bred to believe that they're never going to have much generally speaking, by what they see. And, and again, of course, learning about things coming in from the West in, in Africa may not also help sometimes, you know, because they're kind of wary about, you know, oh, yeah, it's, just, you know, it's coming in from the Western world or whatever. But it will grow and it is growing. So it, it's just a question of time. Um, but it's really the growth and the rapid growth occurs, of course, um, the more people actually get involved with what we're doing. So not just giving their agreement, but actually becoming active guardians with mm. us, getting it out to people. You know, I've been one of the most instrumental people. Um, there's, I don't know what number, maybe it could be 100, 200 people that I see being fairly active online with this. Of course, we've got a lot more people doing activity offline, which again, especially mm. in Thailand and the Philippines. Uh, but it's, it's the uniting of the people. This is the platform to do it. 
uniting all groups, you know, to come together who are, you know, truth uh, seekers, freedom fighters, sovereign groups, spiritual leaders, um, and showing that actually, um, whatever their current sort of level of belief is, um, we can all agree on ending poverty, ending tax, ending war, you know, um, being able to just basically have a cre create a beautiful world, look after our planet, you know, nobody wants to see our planet obviously But the way that you do that is by actually basically not having conflicts of interest, you know, therefore, you know, capitalism has got to go really, you know, and mm. it is coming, even if they're not telling us about that on a government level because um you know when they're pushing the, the climate change agenda you can't ha you can't go to net zero and uh, encourage free enterprise for anyone to start their own business because it by nature will create more pollution and waste which the current systems are unable to cope with um but it's the conflicts of interest that prevent the technology that is already here and available of being rolled out to heal the planet rapidly um, and of course the new technology that obviously is a conflict of interest to those other existing corporations and that they don't want it. And also the freedom that a lot of those actually offer. So um, the way that it essentially works is we have three plans, three, uh, sorry, three phases to the plan, which you can read about on the website. Um, and it's not really complicated. And it does. And, and the reason being is that that plan doesn't need to be complicated when you have unlimited funding, everything becomes simple actually. And when you have that's my motto, keep it simple. You know, yeah. we don't need to do like a whole book when we could do a page, you know, but yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, ultimately we see that the governments have never been able to deliver the um, optimum human experience for all people. You know, where they try and fix things or, you know, with their policies, whatever, it might offer some sort of better um, experience in some aspects for some people. But the vast majority don't see that benefit. And it, it's, it's just it, it fails continuously. Um, so ultimately, what needs to happen is a complete change, a complete creation of a new system. Um, and ultimately, that means that we will still have like committees of people that would be organizers of things, but they're not going to be dictators or leaders, because mm. actually in the world that we're creating, we're recognized all as universally infinite in our value, all of us, and no one mm. has authority over anyone. Uh, but we obviously have people with other expertise, which will teach and coach people into different areas as we need them to assist but we don't need to have a financial industry we don't employs a billion people we don't need to have mm. armies and all that sort so you're going to have billions of people accessible um contributing to what needs to be done that's um, improving the experience for all all people upon the planet all people and um, improving our planet and it means that the work hours that people will need to work in the future are going to be drastically reduced you know i mean people can work as much as they want if they're doing something they're passionate about of course they can mm. but ultimately what needs to be done and what will be done going forward obviously for the essential stuff it would mean that literally billions of people but between billions of people only probably about 10 hours of work a week uh, per person will be required which means that we're not enslaved mm. um, and we're being rewarded because we are working a lot of the time doing things for each other which we don't get paid for we don't get recognized for um, we do it because we're we, we appreciate the, their appreciation we're grateful for that they're grateful uh, for receiving our help and we and, and that's just reciprocated and that's the kind of world we're moving into mm. so, yeah so this uh does uh, is bolstered by this visibility of the growing consent that's on the website so you know uh, this is why even though it's been slow to start to get to where we are now but i mean as you experienced a year ago it was about probably about twenty thousand consensus mm. now up to close to sixty thousand, right yeah yeah um, 
And, um, you know, it's going to get to a number of 250,000 or a million and then go exponentially growing because obviously the awareness and the people actually supporting it and talking about it is growing. Uh, we're, we're going to be uniting, obviously, in a physical way like the Philippines or like Thailand are, but in different countries around the world. And that just like the the massive protests that have occurred, you know, through the, the, the you know, uh, last few years for different things, right, obviously escalated and grew was just by those actual physical gatherings because people see that as palpable. They see this as palpable because they can see the numbers are growing and you can actually mm. look like consent on, on, on this as well when you actually give your agreement, which is very simple. It takes a minute yeah. or two. Uh, to do just filling out your first name last name email address um you know your country and your location but nothing really personal you're giving away and you just tick it and you put a heart kind of uh autograph not not a signature just a heart to show that you're a human being that's there um and you're agreeing to the decree here the the pledges of our freedoms uh, our god-given freedoms the freedoms that we're born with that, you know um can't be given to you by any government can't be taken away they just are mm. you know our freedoms um, and um, and obviously the statement which actually says that we are all we are all um, equal ultimately, but we are the highest authority. So we're, we've got a higher authority as the people over all governments and institutions, um, because what's embedded within this is also the simplified law, which is do no harm. So that one law is simplified because that allows you to have absolute freedom um, to be able to move and express and love and share and have sustenance and you know be in comfort. And all of those good things but as long as you don't do any harm to anyone else and so mm. again this is again where we're going where the reinstallation of morality is going to be placed back into the hearts of each one which is occurring again with the awakening process as well mm. as we go through there and do the inner work and realize about trauma and why we react to people and it's vibration again but it's also that subconscious state of being that we've been in you know through mm. all of them. yeah yeah yeah, I mean, you're doing fantastic work. So thank you for that, because obviously, it's, you know, it's very technical and you've got to be on the ball with all these things. So <laughs> for, for people like you, <laughs> thank you, because it's not my forte. But, you know, I'm happy to share and help, but not don't give me the technical stuff. Yeah. Oh, no. But, um, yeah, no, I know. Um, well, hopefully um, sharing the show and, and after today, few more people will take it on board and share it and sign up so that's what it's all about and you know like you say the awakening there are so many more people now realize well this isn't right what's going on here and and like you said they're starting to feel well they're starting to question whereas before people didn't question and and they they did the following um but now people are really becoming more aware and asking questions and and looking into things which is great really because we are in the greatest time of history now aren't we we're in the time of change and 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 it's just it's happening very very fast so um yeah, yeah so the more that we can help people that need support or guidance like you know there's a whole team of or a whole network of people that are joined together well, that's exactly right. I mean, that's that's actually really a massive part of our awakening process is to become then the support network for the others that are starting their awakening process. Because, you know, for those people that are starting to either having a, a, a rude awakening because something mm. happens that really shifts them 
um, or, or start to just naturally become interested in looking at some of the things that they previously just wouldn't look at because it was labelled as a conspiracy theory and they were kind of conditioned. They're kind of now sort of, all those people are starting to think, well, actually, a lot of those conspiracy theories are coming into be. I'm, I, I want to get ahead of the game now um, and start learning about this stuff. But, of course, um, it, 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 you know, for a lot of people going through that journey now, um, it, you know, they, they, they can have a fear about it because it's kind of like, well, you know, but then at the same time, that fear very quickly, they're fine, actually, when they start doing it, actually, it turns into empowerment, because you actually realise that, you know, um, there's a, a growing number of people that are coming together, and we are mm. many, they are the few, and so there's nothing to fear about with what, what's mm. going on, and actually, this is the most beautiful time, because we're on this journey now to actually see something that's going to be absolutely magnificent, mm. and, um, you know, I, I had premonitions of, of, of GPMS from a young age, like, Did I was, my family about it so i resonated with it immediately it, it wasn't i didn't i mean I, I i gave my agreement before going through reading much of the website i i watched the video of rick talking about it and instantly i was like resonating with it i rec i recognized it because of my visions of it um and conversations i have with my family about the same sort of things and um and then i i went on the site and i saw the decree and the pledge and i thought well that looks cool and, and this all adds up and i just gave my agreement and uh but um you know, as well as a, as a self-starting kind of person that's often sort of, you know, start, start my own business or whatever, I, I just felt, well, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, really. Like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And the quicker that we actually get it done, the quicker we can all mm. enjoy the mm, new world. Definitely. So it's just, you know, so we just need, you know, need a few more people who are very active. It doesn't need everyone to be sort of doing anything more than just giving their agreement because obviously uh, the people that are active are doing a lot of work you know on it, mm. a lot you know and um, those that it resonates to do that brilliant those that don't hey just come along for the ride yeah so, you know and um you know obviously there's no no harm in actually giving your agreement to something even if you don't actually uh, yet have the kind of uh, empowerment and sense of belief in yourself and in us to be able to do this because it's just like any invention, like before it's invented, people often thought they were impossible um, to create. But of course, everything that we've created has been created and everything yet to come um, is, is hasn't been done yet, but doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, people can rescind their agreement as well at any point. If they give their agreement and they decided that they changed their mind, they could withdraw that agreement. So, yeah, so mm -hmm. uh, just, just get on board. Yeah, so so simple to sign up. So I... I encourage everybody to go on the link um i think i shared it yesterday and we'll put it on again but to sign up because the more greater the power we can be and then we don't have to put up with all these um I don't know what's going on here everything is suddenly falling out <laughs> anyway um yeah so yeah sign up everybody is free it doesn't cost you anything and it's simple so there's no cookies on there there's no reject all and um what what do you have do not accept and all of these things so uh. yeah it's very very simple i mean just just to say i mean for, for all the listeners really i mean how important it is that we actually do this is that actually it's important to understand why there is the rise in crime why why, why the wars occur and it's it's because they're enabled to by a oppressive legal system that enables that to occur and also suppresses people oppresses people and makes people feel um, unhappy and unfulfilled and it will continue to do that and no other system out there is going to be able to change mm. that you know, even mm. fixing it it's just not going to occur and so the problems are just going to get it's like the pyramid is, is crumbling now you know because it is a pyramid system 
you know, and, um, you know, I mean, just just even with my carpet clean, for example, I mean, it's health and hygiene. People have a human right to have health and hygiene and they can't afford it. A lot of people, you mm. know, and so people need to understand that on a very basic level, even in the Western world where they don't see poverty as much, you don't see it, but it's there and it's growing exponentially. And, um, you know, why wait until something happens to you directly or someone that you love? Why not just actually band together quickly now? Yeah happen quickly because we can bring this in very very rapidly and things go viral you know when they mm. do they go viral you know so um yeah so it's it's happening um yeah. very excited and uh yeah yeah fantastic okay so <clears throat> shall we mention about um the um inner voice and your binaural beats and do you want to do a quick um jeff one of his little rap <laughs> oh <laughs> Pick and choose whichever one you like. <laughs> Let's have a bit of rapid. <laughs> uh, it's not the most highest vibrational frequency uh, uh, in, in that sense, especially Absolutely. as I'm using other people's rap, rap music as well behind it in most cases. But um, i tell you what's quite a good one, um, if, if people could follow, just the one about what the hemp, which is about hemp. Um, it was a project that I was involved with that then led me to also see some interesting things about again how we've got all I mean many of the solutions already here you know to mm -hmm. help this planet but they're obviously being suppressed mm. um, and CBD as well in itself um, is a, a vitamin supplement that we don't get from anything else other than from hemp and cannabis but, but basically it, in itself it can actually if everybody was taking it like a vitamin daily then it would reduce disease significantly across the planet instantly mm. it would just mm. and yeah just by the nature of how it works and and so again, people should be hearing that, and they sh it should be given to given to them ultimately. But it, it's not, and so you should be yeah. questioning why that is. You know, because it, there's no reason for it. It's, the, the science is out on it. It's it's understood now how powerful it is. Yeah, but can you imagine if everybody was well? Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, this be they'd be out of a job. Well, th th there is the fact the fact that obviously, I mean, that you could say well, there's various agendas at play, which we know there are, but also just actually from a capitalism point of view, like the pharmaceutical industry was in big trouble up until uh, before COVID happened. And actually the, 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 their new vaccine has helped lift them out of that trouble oh. because drugs take, you know, at least 15 years to produce and they cost 5 billion to produce. Um, and, you know, they're already in, in, in big trouble. Um, CBD was obviously another factor there because actually in America, where obviously it's been used obviously more so and because the drugs cost money for people, it's an easier and quicker transition for people to think, well, I can move off my meds, it's cheaper and I feel better, you know. Um, so they were doing that. And um, that basically does mean that ultimately it would kill the pharmaceutical industry, which, you know, there are good things within the industry mm. obviously in terms of like your operations and, and things like that, which currently obviously assist people and what have you. So you can kind of uh, see that there's a management of that side of things probably going on with it as well. And that's one reason. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. The voice. Let's talk a bit about the voice. Cause obviously um, when I was, um, oh, we're going to hear a bit of your rap. Go on then. <laughs> CBD can have a dial. From the wild have traditionally used for textile, but in recent years, people learn profound for our health. A booming market, yes, profound for our wealth. Now, listen further to what all this means. Changing lives for the better, and together in our teams. Opportunity to do something so special, help the world on a completely new level. 
level. Saving lives on the planet beyond metal and now you're learning this. Let's step on the pedal besides health and wealth, walking hemp for five. Well, with 50,000 missions, that's impossible to hide. When you provide fuels, it won't be fine. Night replacing fossil fuels, that's a life is not a mine. See how important this mission be. Not about money and business only. It's as much about health, that's sustainability. And we can't away, we got that ability. Get down with CBD. You and me, together. We'll set the world free, rest assured. CBD is definitely no drug, no harm, no side effects. You need to know what's up. Found last year in heaven. Smoking hemp will get you high. You're hearing this now. You're probably asking why this law became illegal to grow. The 1937 tax act. What do you know? Made it way too expensive. Farmers are sold. In production overnight, reaching all time low. We've a madness campaign. Have the people in tow. Warning errors from the dangers of cannabis sold. Marijuana was the name that was used in the lie. Labeling him as the same, and it's not FYI. So they go class as a drug shit along. Claiming both of these herbs as one and a month. Number this all legal drugs like back to the game bar. One of the same, and who was to blame? Evidently, it was these industrial tycoons who cared only for their products to be consumed. And with that in mind, and the end of prohibition, take a CBD off. It's a simple decision. There you have it. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> right. Right. My name is yeah. When I was 19, I failed you. Oh, you want to pause that? <laughs> Someone else's video going in. Over when it. I was 20. <laughs> so, yeah, a bit of information. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know how easy that was for people to yeah. hear the sound. Yeah. It wasn't great. But, um, yeah, basically, yeah, it was just sort of informing a bit about sort of hemp and, and obviously CBD not being a drug and, you know, why, why with all of these uses, why is it not being used? Well, it's the industrial tycoons again that obviously just only care about their money and their power and control. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, on the frequency front. So, yeah, that, that's something I've got very, very passionate about, you know, recently and, and obviously over the course of time as well, because I've become very aware about how everything is energy. Literally everything is energy, uh, frequency and resonance. And um this technology that I, I came across, basically, it works like a lie detector, lie detector test in terms of how the technology works. Um, from your voice uh, and a 10-second recording, it can literally scan your mind and body systems to see where you've got imbalances in your mind and body in terms of your vibration, in terms of your frequency, and then it creates optimizing frequencies that then can bring you into balance. But also it can make suggestions on other things that you might want to look at to do with like, you know, going to a chiropractor or going and, uh, you know, changing what you're eating, you know, certain food intolerances, heavy metals, maybe you're at play, but the emotional challenges as well. So we know that physical health is often affected and you know, by our emotional well-being. And so that's why it's critical that we can actually improve ourselves and our emotional well-being to optimize our physical being. And, and this actual uh, technology does that just shockingly like within a week or two of just sending out free binaural beats with people's customized frequencies imprinted to optimize them i've just been getting you know um feedback after feedback from people that are saying how beautiful they're finding it how great it makes them feel um and um, we've been having other sort of very incredible reports with it um, mm. but the technology is much more than that it can actually be used and is being used by medical practitioners to actually support their clients their patients you know remotely with frequency for many different symptoms. Um, and I've been testing that out as well recently. And that's, it, it definitely works. It definitely mm. helps. You know? So um, this is like the the uh, medicine for the future. It is very advanced. It's like something like, well, you know, most people can't get their head around it. Um, 
it kind of falls into the category of quantum science, quantum physics, which scares a lot of people off when they first hear about it because they're not familiar with it. Um, but yeah, basically, it's the connectivity of all things and through the quantum, ultimately. And everything has a frequency and our cells have frequencies, food has frequencies. So we are all connected with that. But there's certain things that, you know, their frequency doesn't work with ours, which actually contributes to imbalances in our own health. And so this system helps you figure out what that is for you. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's really, really cool. I must say, I like the music because I you sent me my notes and the you know I've had it playing in the background different things, but I like the music that goes with it. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, you you get access to basically twelve songs with this um, app. I mean, this technology originally it was based on on a physical machine. Um, the creator of this software ultimately, his son had uh, cerebral palsy. They, they couldn't actually have their own children. Him and his wife, they actually had adopted a child with cerebral palsy. And of course, he was told by the medical establishment, "Well, nothing can really be done." So he went on a, a pursuit worldwide to find alternative remedies and um, found himself over into China, a, a resonance conference there. And um, there was this technology from Russia, uh, bioresonance technology. So he started exploring that and, um, and he got a machine and he was using it on his son and his son's now, and this was like 20, 30 years ago, his son's now doing very, very well, like surprisingly well, living almost like a completely normal life. Um, and um, and he, he built a machine which cost about $38,000. It was a huge machine. It was only suitable for a clinical setting um and uh and just thought well this really needs to be on in every household because it works on so many different levels for everyone and, and if they can access this this frequency technology from a, an app from their phone mm -hmm. then this will literally raise the vibration of the people on the planet and we know that when you raise the vibration of uh you know the micro um enough it has a big effect on the macro so yeah so he, he went about doing that and now this is available this technology for everyone ultimately um you get it on a subscription basis as an app it's it's not affordable for everyone at this point it's, it's 150 dollars a month but um they it's basically like US, dollars. us dollars yeah 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 but you know for mm. like health practitioners uh, you know can use the reporting element because it i mean this is a very basic report which it gets on your emotions on on the three notes that you've overemphasized in your voice recording um which you can't lie by the way because it's working on that lie detector test technology type way um and the one note that you're you're um um under emphasizing or you're suppressing the most and that's often linked to trauma and stuff like that so what it then does is create the balancing notes and um and then it, it sends that to you but there's a reporting element that can actually give you information on your vitals and full body scans and all the rest of it so for our practitioners it's very useful as a tool for them mm. um but uh yeah and lots of people can afford 150 dollars a month but they have also uh wanted to create an opportunity for people to get it free by sharing it with other people you know so a lot of people are getting it and they're, sh they're running frequencies on themselves daily and you know they're doing it for their family and of course you know they may even club together to get an app between them you know in their family you know so mm. they can uh, use it all the time and that's feasible um, because if you share it with a few people, you get it for free, basically. It doesn't cost you anything. Um, mm. And then for, for for any entrepreneurs out there, there's an opportunity to obviously become a quantum frequency nurse, but also just a, an advocate and a distributor of the technology. So, um, yeah, I can see this really growing very, very rapidly. Um, it's only been uh, available as a software app for about two years. Um, mm. company's been going for about four or five years, I think, in total. Mm. Uh, so yeah yeah but the the songs that you select the, the music you know, there's ones for like just calming and relaxing and to help you sort of you know get ready to go to sleep and you've got more uplifting ones for the morning that can sort of inspire you 
and that's what it does you know when it picks out these notes that you're overemphasizing or, or suppressing um it's seeing it gives you a readout of what your emotions are typically when you're operating on those notes um, and then it creates the optimizing one which and it tells you what what that will bring out in you which is the polar opposite actually of those negative mm. emotions you've got the positive ones uh, which obviously go with that so um mm. yeah so. yeah because i know jeff had um you met some ladies didn't you jeff that were doing um what is it is it called the ao voice or what what is it actually called AO. yes AO. Yeah, so I think it's actually the same tech, same technology. Actually, I think uh, Jeffrey was yeah. saying that he got approached and had a scan done with this technology. And and to be fair, um, not the person that introduced me, but the one that introduced him is is in Australia, and so it could have mm. been one of the same people actually. Um, so yeah, it's it's um, very prevalent. Uh, it's becoming more prevalent over in Australia in terms of people being aware of it and starting to use it, and, and in the states. Um, I was one of the first people in the UK you know to actually get the app and, and start talking about it here but it's available to anyone worldwide ultimately because it's software so uh, mm. that's a beautiful thing yeah because there are there are quite different um techniques and technologies out there and you know there's like the bioresonance and then you've got the tesla frequencies um device which my sister's got um and it's, it looks like you're given elect, uh, electricity, you're just all buzzing up and down your arms and what have you. Um, but yeah, there are there are a range of different devices um, to help people now more than ever. And people are looking more to do things naturally without any side effects. And, and obviously the side effects could be the triggers that are coming up and it's just being aware, all right, what's going on here? Why am I feeling that, you know, and, and addressing all these different conditions yeah 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 well this is the thing so yeah i mean um so definitely as a supporting technology for health um i mean there are other people that are, are able to reduce their medications through using this technology over a course of time with assistance of a practitioner you know helping mm. them with that um and um you know but uh yeah definitely in terms of the, there's so many different aspects as well with this technology and with this company so you've got like the quantum frequency imprint imprinting and they've got like little cephy dots which you can imprint frequencies to and actually put them on targeted parts of your body like there was a lady with breast cancer that imprinted frequencies to help you know get rid of the breast cancer and she so you had that on her side of her breast and and that palpably um reducing the cancer which they saw positively on the on the scans um i i was using it myself uh, last week for like coughing and a cold which i had got and uh it definitely supported me throughout the whole day like i had a terrible night's sleep and i just thought oh, i can't really be dealing with to go to work but i have to go and so uh yeah it was stopping coughing fits in their tracks literally um like i started coughing i put the frequency on for coughing and actually i could feel that it actually wasn't going to continue <laughs> And it didn't. Um, my head was getting sort of uh, stuffy and, and what have you. And then I put on the, the head cold uh, frequencies and it was clearing it. And I was doing it, you know, throughout the day. And I ended up working until about 11 o'clock at night, you know, um, that day. I actually have more energy than I normally do, even because I was listening to those frequencies so much. So, yeah, it's pretty fascinating. Then we've just lost uh, Adrena. Mm, um, just hang on a sec here because of. Um... Here's the sound of um, F.
It's just asking great. about the tones, yeah. Yeah, so so yeah, this is a, there's a very subtle tone that's heard in this particular audio clip. So mm. um, there is the ability with uh, when when someone actually runs when we run a scan for someone and we send them uh, an email from the system, <clears throat> they get four audio tracks with their frequencies in those, which they can download to any device, so they don't need the internet to listen to those tracks. And those have um, you know sort of pre-decided settings of the frequency in there in terms of the volume and the sound of the frequency. And in each one of those tracks is optimizing one of those notes, whether it was the most active one or one of the most active ones or one of the uh, most suppressed notes. Um, but there's a link that you get as well where you can actually go onto a screen and actually play around with the sound of the frequency, the, 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 the pulsing of the frequency, um, the pitch of the frequency. And when you do that, it does seem to have um, an effect, actually. Is that coming through? I can hear it, but it's very quiet. You might want to. Oh, yeah, I turned it down because your voice. I wanted Sorry. to hear your voice. Yeah. Sure. All right. If you let people hear that, it's yeah. No one's going to listen to these songs that they receive and and probably find them unpleasant in any way, shape, or form because they're very relaxing, very nice. Aren't they really? Um, these are all binaural beats, aren't they? They're binaural beats, yeah. And, yeah. So um, the difference there is that. Um, the about five hertz difference between the left and the right, isn't it? Well, yeah, I'm not sure of the actual detail of that, but interestingly, um, yeah, what I noticed was that actually you're hearing the tone often through one ear and you're tending to hear the notes of the song, uh, the melody in the other ear. And so, of course, your mind is then trying to synchronize uh, those because it's hearing it from both ears. And that's where there's, I believe, a synchronicity happening with the hemispheres of the brain. And I say that because there's inf information on the CIA's website, with, which is regards to uh, their gateway experiment. I don't know if you ever explored that, but, it, you know, they were using binaural beats in that. And um, one of the ways that they were helping people sort of gain this kind of power through consciousness with, with this technique that they were using was through binaural beats and the synchronicity of the hemispheres through the brain, through how they were playing tones through the, the headphones. So, yeah. And of course, once you get left brain, right brain in sync, then um, again, it's a form of raising your consciousness again, isn't it? Well, that's, yeah, absolutely. Well, this is what the the gateway experiment with the CIA was all about. It was all about you know being able to see um, manifest you know with it because everything is energy, vibration, frequency. So with your thoughts and your consciousness, uh, we are the creators of our reality. Except if we're actually in a, a lower vibration and we're coming from a place of fear and, and disempowerment. Will tend to keep on manifesting that reality as opposed to the reality which is obviously one which is abundant exciting and full of adventure and all of the new things that we we can do because we can create them because we're in that kind of level of vibration of creativity uh, we are creating all the time whether it's on the lower density vibration or on the the higher vibration one so so what this actually helps people do is is get themselves into a higher vibrational state of well-being and then with that they improve their health but they can also improve their life in lots of Aspects basically. Um, Adriana's saying she can't get back in just here on a sec. Carry on, mate. Um, so, yeah, no, I would definitely invite anyone to um, contact me if you'd like to have some free binaural beats. Um, you know, 
what we like to do is obviously just try and sort of have people experience those binaural beats, which we know already from the feedback that we're getting that people will love them and, and enjoy them. Um, the songs, unfortunately, they're fair, are limited to just 12 songs. So um, when you're getting your link, you want to you know, play around with the link of the frequency, the sound of the frequency, because that's really what's doing the magic anyway. Um, and it means it makes it, you know, less kind of repetitive when you're listening to those same songs. But, you know, I've been listening to them for over a month now and I, I still really enjoy them as I do. And I find the benefit of them when I do. Um, but then also, if you're interested in learning about the scanning technology and, um, and its uses, especially if you're in the health field, um, then, of course, uh, there's the opportunity to potentially get a free pass or a three day pass um, to be able to use a scanner and run scans on yourself and, and see the different scanning capability within it, but also um, send yourself in printing frequencies to support yourself or your family members to sort of see if they have benefits with that as well. Um, so, yeah, whatever we can do to, to, to get it out there, really, because this is going to help people profoundly, um, as we we're already saying it doing. Yeah, so Andrew um, Freezy's just come and asked the question. Um, I think they were related to earlier in the night about um, your dreams and how your intuition and then just seeing how the crow fell out of the air and then your dad basically had a heart attack. You say that um, somewhere along the line, he's, he's asking the question whether or not you've been yeah, guided. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, I've definitely felt that guidance. Um, that doesn't make me special in any way, shape or form. Um, we're all on our own journey. And, you know, in my dimensional perspective, I'm, I'm probably, you know, I'm seeing that I'm obviously being guided and I'm seeing other people and I'm connecting with people now who are who are also experiencing that kind of guidance. But then, you know, there's, there's so many people who are experiencing it that I haven't connected with yet. And there's so many people that are being guided, but they're just not necessarily noticing the calls uh with that guidance um but that's because they've got some important other things to do first you know um because everything is is contributing to the you know what we're doing and where we're going in these most auspicious times but yeah short answer is yeah i definitely feel like i'm being guided 100 i think um most people usually um start working with the car parking ferry so to speak ask for a car park manifest the car park and then all of a sudden you start seeing um on your on, on your phone on your um clock radio anything where there's a, a time signature that's a digital it quite often you'll see 111 or um 11 yeah. or you might see uh, you know the 333s and the 444s i mean my dad passed away um only last week and he went out at 444 you know so um wow. Yeah, so numbers start playing a role as well for intuition, isn't it? Or um, I'd go for a walk every morning, and lo and behold, there's a, a feather, just as I'm about to put my foot on the ground. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I've had, obviously, the, yeah, the numbers and things like that. Interestingly, there was a, a film which Jim Carrey was in quite a few years ago called 23, or the number 23. And um, in that story, he he, absolutely, he ends up going insane because he just gets obsessed with seeing the number twenty three everywhere, you know. And um, but yeah, that's that's quite interesting because I've of course got my you know kind of affiliation with Jim Carrey. My middle name is James. Um, most of my friends and family actually used to call me Jim. Um, my surname is Truman, 
and a lot of your listeners will be familiar with the film Truman Show, which is basically a, an amazing depiction of the truth behind, you know, the kind of matrix that we find ourselves living in, in this virtual reality kind of world that we're seeing uh, being controlled and manipulated. And we're all going through the Truman Show Awakening, actually. And so my I've got a, a YouTube channel, which is Truman's Awakening TV, um, and uh, which I started uh, sort of near the beginning of the, the pandemic. Um, so, yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, I mean, I've, I've often been feeling like, oh, I'm like the star character of the streaming show. But the truth is, is we are all the main character of our own show. We're all the centre of our universe. You know, um, we're having interactions with obviously all of the other players and characters. Um, but of course, we are the main character. And, and it's, it's obviously just about our empowerment. Of course, um, the more people become open to seeing things, the more they will see them. Absolutely. You know, the reason why people don't see or haven't picked up or noticed these synchronicities and this guidance is purely for the fact is that they've not, they've just been discouraged and they haven't had perhaps the um, fortunate sort of experience that I've had where I was from a young age encouraged to obviously have that, you know, um, my mother like a Hello, shared... can you hear me? Hey, yes. yeah, hi, hi. Yeah, good to see you back on. <laughs> you all right? Can you hear us? We can see you and hear you. Oh, that's just frozen. <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. We can hear you. We can we can hear you, Adrena, but maybe she's going to try to jump in here. Right. Okay. So, uh, um, let's come back to your dreams then. So, it um, sounds like they're really uh, lucid, yeah. Yeah, I have uh, very lucid dreams. I've had a lot more lucid dreams, like I noticed that with the binaural beats. And I really obviously would, you know, when I do something, when I find some resonance with something, you know, like I did with a CBD oil and I, I had a profound experience with that, I used it properly and I actually had the experience because of it. I was open to it. I wanted to actually experience it. I wanted to prove it. And so I went for it. And then I had the experiences that I had with it. Um, and same with the binaural beats. So I was listening to the binaural beats you know, uh, much more than just say for like 10 minutes um, in one day. I, I was listening to them for, you know, different periods. I'd like listen to them like, for like 15 minutes and then in the morning and then maybe like, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes. Actually, at one point I was listening in the beginning for about 45 minutes to an hour on my journey to work because I thought I'd rather listen to this than the radio. Um, and uh, and then it was the night times I was listening to it before I go to bed and I, I had many, many kind of, very kind of vivid dreams with that. So uh, the binaural beats are definitely stimulating the mind to be able to obviously give that as well. Um, but yeah, I've had like these the amazing dreams. Um, you know, I had a, an interesting experience uh, with a dream where um, about sort of, you know, maybe about 12 years ago, and um, I'd woken up in the, on the Sunday morning and um, decided I wanted to have a bit more of a lion. So I went back to sleep and then that's when I had this really vivid dream. Um, and that day, not in the dream world, but that day I had one of my good friends who actually was the one who introduced me, who was involved in the carpet cleaning. He, he, he was coming over to my house with his wife and we were going to watch a movie, which was Total Recall. But anyway, I, I went back to sleep and I had this dream and he was in it. And um, in, in this dream, I recalled myself being in, the, in this home, which uh, was my, at that time, I recalled it to be my oldest friend's home, which backed onto a playing field. 
and I was in the garden and my phone rang and 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 it was Will, my friend who, who was coming over to my house that day. He, but he he basically called me and he was asking if I would travel to Oxford to clean carpets. Now Oxford's about two hours, three hours away from where I live. And uh, I wouldn't normally travel that far to do a job, although I do high-end quality work, so I do charge a premium. And, and I said to him, you know, if it's a big enough job, I would do it, you know, so I'll get back to you. But as I was ending that conversation, in in, in the dream, behind the, the, the my friend's wall uh, in his garden, there's a playing field. But in the dream, there was this um, runway and airline strip, and there was planes taking off and stuff, and there's a plane taking off. And I remember looking at this plane thinking, wow, this is going to be cool. I haven't seen a plane taking off and being, like, literally under it. And um, anyway, it went straight vertically up. And then I, I, I thought well, that's going to come down. So obviously, I probably controlled that dream because it did. It crashed in the background. I'd run into the house. I was OK. Uh, my partner was just in the, in the kitchen cleaning up and unperturbed. Um, and then I suddenly thought, oh, I need to get back to my friend about, you know, uh, doing this job in Oxford, right? So anyway, yeah, a bit of a weird dream. And, and that day on the Sunday, my friend came around with his wife. We watched this film, Total Recall. Uh, which some of your viewers or listeners will know uh, what that film's about. Uh, and so I, I, halfway through that film, I actually remembered I wanted to tell my mate about this job, uh, this dream because he was in it. And so we, we stopped and I was sharing it with him and his wife. And I got basically to the end of the story and, and his wife was looking at me just in absolute kind of shock or like, you know, really kind of perturbed with her look. And she said, you're starting to freak me out. And I said, why, you're not getting on a plane or something? You're worried it's going to crash. She said, no, no, we've been speaking to our good friends. Uh, well, she didn't say good friends because they're, they're just not our friends, but they're, they're group friends, about going to Oxford next week. So I picked up on a connection between Will and Oxford, and I never dreamed about Oxford before that. And so, of course, you know, again, yeah, synchronicity. Um, and um, and she just, yeah, she was absolutely freaked out. She thought, oh, because this this trip they planned, you see, that they, they, they didn't plan to include me and my partner to go to Oxford. And so they'd been keeping it a bit secret. And it, so it kind of uh, raised alarm bells with, with her that, like, oh, we can't keep secrets from, from them because he'll obviously pick up on it. But um, <laughs> so, so subsequently, I've moved to where I am now. Um, there is actually, I didn't realise until after we moved here, but there is, uh, there's a, like an airline strip, which is like about 500 metres from where we are. And actually the layout of the house, which I'm in, is actually the same layout as my friend's house in terms of how it was in the dream, more or less. I obviously didn't recall it as this location. I recalled it to my friend's house because, of course, I didn't have any knowing of this house. So I guess it just showed it to me that way. But it, it kind of seemed to be linked, you know, um, because I hadn't planned to move to near an airline strip. So, we, we you know, so that, that, that there's been some interesting things there with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got why are you doing that? I've pulled up um, Bonneal Beats. Um, this is abundance meditation. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, uh, so, so yeah, you hear the the frequency is is a much higher frequency. It's a lighter frequency. It's a calming frequency. Um, you know, and all of the songs like pretty much from like the nineties onwards, or eighties, the late eighties, early nineties onwards, a very different frequency in them. Really speaking, is it exactly different? Yeah, and you know what's going to happen now that we've played the music? It always happens. 
we get Facebook and YouTube saying you're playing copyright music and sell the king in the show. So, oh, um, oh, really yeah. so well, what, you look, what happens is that um, we will. Um, you might be all right because I've shared that on my YouTube channel, all those things, and they haven't they haven't done anything with mine on that. But then maybe it's because I don't have as many. Yeah, the copyright. Um, we the owner. So what will actually happen is that we'll refute their decision, and then um, they'll come back to you as the copyright owner, and you just say yes, and then be a week, and then they'll put it back up. Well, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously they do that for sure. I think I, you know, with my my rap music. I was actually using someone else's backing track to be fair so they haven't picked up on that so um because obviously i'm at, i'm 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 rapping over that and I, i've used the other frequencies which i think i don't know actually maybe they haven't been used by so it might be the binaural beat one possibly but i think we'll probably get away with it i've got a sense we'll get away with it okay let's visualize that yeah go on definitely definitely yeah these are the songs you're not looking for <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. So I, yeah, I mean, one thing I'll share, which is actually a beautiful thing that I experienced um, before I came across GPMS, I had a weekend of um, confirmations again, which again shifted me in my consciousness again. You know, already being very aware of synchronicities and that that's what they are. They're not coincidences. It's not down to probability. You know, if these things happen like once uh, or twice, then you could say, yeah, it's a coincidence. But when it happens all of the time, it's just like when I go and I do work, I see this you know from a, a work perspective i i i go I, I don't i've been doing this for 14 years and i know the avenues of where i get my inquiries from and when i get called to go do work in a close or a street that i've never been to before and then i get asked to go there again within two days from a different source you know and that happens all of the time it's again just the confirmations and and part of those confirmations are given to me so i can share them with other people to just say look just look out for this stuff because you will you will notice it when you do, when you start opening your mind to it, you will start seeing it. Like I've got friends I've shared these stories with, you know, and uh, they weren't kind of seeing those things before. And now they're calling me and saying, oh, my God, you're not going to believe this. This is just so rad. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I, I had this uh, beautiful experience like um, where I've moved into now. I, I didn't expect to, to move I, during like the I think it was uh, coming up to the second lockdown. Um, our landlord was basically selling the house and we had to move. We had two, a window of two months to find somewhere. And um, we were, were kind of sort of thinking, well, maybe we'd move out of there anyway. So it kind of, you know, I kind of felt like it was a good thing anyway. Um, and uh, we basically looked in a huge area. So we looked in the whole of Surrey, um, which can take you two hours to drive across Surrey from one area to another, especially based on traffic um it's a big big area um that uh, i offered on about four different properties and it was just a real shortage of rentals so basically um you know we were worried actually whether or not we would be able to even get in somewhere you know we didn't get into one in godalming one in hazelmere one in dorking one in woking um but we got into the one in cranley which is where i am now and um you know 80 people inquired to get into the property that i've moved into in cranley so it was a real miracle that I managed to even get into this one, right? But it was definitely supposed to be, and I was guided to get here because um, <laughs> yeah, about a month after we moved in, I've been looking at this patch of land, which is behind our house, right? You know, there's lots of land. It's a very rural area. I mean, Cranley itself, it takes me about eight minutes to drive to the centre, to the village, 
mostly at about 50 miles an hour. It's just lots of farmland around, right? So it's quite a big area. No, not Camberley. It's it's Cranley. So it's near Guildford. Uh, it's between actually you can't sit on the map on that size at the moment. If you look, it's if you were to enlarge Guildford, um you it's between Guildford and um uh gosh, mine's gone blank now. Um it's Guildford, oh, I can't even put it to you. Um go yeah, see Guildford then, yeah. Okay, so yeah, if you click on there. Right, yeah, keep on zooming a bit more. Keep on zooming. Okay, scroll down, actually, scroll down. You, no, up the other way. Right, you've got Bramley. Okay, scroll down. No, you need to go. You're going in the right direction before. Oh, the other way. The other way. You need to go back down. Yep. Yeah. I don't okay. know if it's down or not. Uh, now, okay, see Godalming? Um, so you, uh, it's going to be impossible to point it out. <laughs> it's a big area. It's, it's, it's a big area. It, you, again, you'd have to Sorry. zoom in to see the size of the area. Surrey, obviously, Sorry. as you're seeing, you're seeing the whole kind of oh, area. Right, of hmm. Yeah, you're seeing the whole kind of area of Surrey anyway. It's like Normandy, Wonborough, Shackleford. It's a big area, right? Um, and uh, anyway, we, yeah, spell we your place. Spell it. Spell it. Spell. It's called Cranley. C R A N L A sorry C R A N L E I G H. Yeah, Cranley UK there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, so it's actually got a sign uh, that says it's the largest village in, in the country. Um largest village. largest village, yeah. <laughs> Um, the village itself is a tiny little village of shops, but it's it's just a, a big area of farmland. There's lots of farmland around there, Ewhurst and all the rest of it. Right. And, you know, when we moved in there, there was a piece of land at the back of the house, which is like my garden's about maybe about 40 metres. Um, and uh, just a bit beyond that, there's a field. And uh, I was just like looking at that field, thinking what's going on there? You know, it doesn't seem to be too much there, but it was quite a big piece of land. And I've been wondering that for about like you know, a whole month. And then, you know, me and my partner, we were just exploring this new area and we drove into Guildford, the main town centre on this day. And as we drove about 300 metres from our house, I suddenly recognised this tree line. Um, and it's because I'd actually driven out and done a random drop in Cranley the year before in the summer. And um, you know, I thought this is a beautiful area. It's way farer than I would normally go for a normal job. I was doing a bit of a favour because it wasn't a big job for this, this client of mine and um but I, as i was driving out i thought this is far out but this is a lovely area i would love to live here and so we're not you know when we were taking this drive to guildford i said to mary i think we may have manifested our way here you know i think we might have actually manifested our way here because um when i did that job i'd actually left something behind at the client's house by accident and and got home and then my partner jumped in the car with me and we went back out there and we were both really loving the the journey and the drive and, and the environment when we were there. So anyway, having had that conversation with her as we're going into Guildford, I said, I think we may have manifested our way there, right? On the way back, we said, oh, should we take a drive uh, down that road that runs directly behind the house and see where that goes? So we did. And um, that was only a 10 minute drive. And then we came back. And as we're coming back, we go past that piece of land that was behind my house. And Mary said, isn't that that piece of land, that land that we looked at just at the beginning of the pandemic? Uh, you know, we had actually done a search to see if there was some land with the idea to build like a house on it because that's something we could potentially afford rather than getting on the housing market at the time. And, 
yeah, basically, I thought, no, it can't be. Um, and I looked at my phone and I'd sent myself the email, um, an email with the postcode and it was that piece of land. And just the chances of that, you know, with the timing and everything else was just absolutely. So, and having said that day, I think we manifested our way here. <laughs> you know, what more confirmation uh, could you ask for? Yeah. So there was that. That was absolutely hilarious. And then I, I also, um, that was on the Saturday, but on the, on the Friday, I did a job for a client and I was like sort of saying, um, you know, having just a, an interesting conversation I hadn't had with any clients before talking about my short time at private school. Um, and um, when I was finishing up that job, she was like, oh, okay, you're off to your new house then in, in Cranley. And I was like, yeah. And she said, well, funny enough, I'm, I'm going to be going down to Cranley on, on, on Monday or I'm going to be near there. I'm going to a place, uh, you know, near Pulborough. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know Paul Brown. She said, I said, that's not fine. I said, about 15 minutes. She said, well, I'm actually going to a place called Berry. I said, really? I said, that's weird. I said, because, um, you know, I was telling you about my private school that I went to for a short period. That was in Berry. And she said, really? That is strange. She said, what was it called? And I said, Dorset House. And she went, no, that's where I'm going. Because, you know, my, my daughter's getting married in the church school at Dorset House. <laughs> and in 14 years, I've never, ever you know, ever talked about that. I mean, I've, I've shared it with a lot of clients now because I'm telling them about the story, right? But, you know, I hadn't done it. And I just thought, wow, that's just fascinating. So that was amazing. And then I ended up having as well on the Friday night when I got back, um, I swore I had an email or a text from my brother saying, okay, if you're going to come over and see mum, uh, the gates, um, there's a problem with the gate. It's not working properly. And um, anyway, I because I, I was planning on going there on the Saturday. Obviously, I didn't go on the Saturday. I went to Guildford instead and had that other experience. But on the on the Saturday night, I thought, hang on, did I get a message? Because I can't see it. I've looked. I thought I had a message come in that I saw come in, but I hadn't actually opened it and seen it properly. So I wanted to sort of see what it said. Couldn't find the message. Couldn't find any email. I thought, that's really weird. I had fallen asleep on the Friday evening because I was quite tired. Uh, on the couch and I thought was it a dream so I phoned up my brother and I just said oh yeah I just wondered did you send me a text or an email the other day and he's like uh no I didn't send a text or email I said are you sure I said I could have sworn that you sent me a message about the gate not working okay so I was coming over to see mom he said well I definitely didn't send you a message or an email but that is really weird because the gate's not working <laughs> oh sure yeah there you go that's it very, very good yeah yeah three confirmations uh, of, of things and then you know again a month before I, uh, this is just about a few weeks or a month before I came across GPMS, which again, the people involved in GPMS are very high conscious spiritual people. And, um, you know, my, my kind of spirituality, like not religious, but my actual connection to source and, and, and con my consciousness has elevated a lot since I've connected with them. Hey, you're back. Oh God. Talk about sense of try. I, it just kept saying internet down. It was going round and round, and I just couldn't get back on. So I've just come on to say hello and probably nearly time to say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'll have to listen to you, listen to the replay to listen to what you're talking about. So carry on. Yeah, I think it's really the, the synchronicity of things that take place, you know, he's obviously got the force rolling through him, you know, so. You know, yeah, I've, yeah, you'll have to watch back because uh, you'll find that there's some interesting experiences that I had. And um, yeah, he's got yeah. Obi Wan Kenobi talking to him. He's the force, David. <laughs> All right, he's the force, and he's doing it right up your street, Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely to show me, like you know, that we're we're on the right path and we're doing the right things that we're supposed to be doing right now. You know, those of us that are, are ready, you know, to to assist, right? And 
and the one thing that I was just saying is that, that these mass synchronicities I had just before I came across GPMS.world, you know, I also um, basically um, had started in January. I came across it in March of 2022, I think it was. Yeah, uh, in January 2022, I started to build a website, which was basically the, the GLFB. It was the Global Love Freedom Bank website. So the idea was obviously that we would obviously unite the people that are awakening, we'll create our own bank, and then that would obviously assist in us having more freedom, you know, with freedom because we could create money, we could be free to travel because we could have our cruise ships and whatever, and they wouldn't be able to stop us, you know, when there's enough people doing it. Because in the beginning of the, uh, and, and the essence of that website was fundamentally the same as GPMS. So this is why I say that if, if um, uh, Rick hadn't actually built that website, someone else would have done and it could well have been me because I was already in the throes of doing it. You know, in the beginning of, of the pandemic, very, very quickly realized that obviously what was going on with it and that it was obviously just a farce and all the rest of it. And there was obviously lots of agendas at play and they were causing direct harm. I, I knew that basically what the, the plan was obviously to destroy the economy. And of course, I know how much harm that causes to people because obviously um, stress is the underlying cause for most diseases and death, premature death. Um, and obviously it was going to affect psychosis and mental health and all the rest of it as well. So I, I, I being an entrepreneur and I had obviously uh, another interest in CBD and the business I was working with, I wanted to try and find ways to be able to increase people's financial independence um, to, as a pushback. You know, because obviously uh, you, you increase the wealth enough for enough people, then you, you've got a lot of good hearted people that can actually help those that are in desperate need and just improve the balance for, for all, basically. So I was already working on those strategies. I built a website which was all about CBD and hemp and to bring that sort of into people's consciousness. And really, it was it was actually quite a good website. Unfortunately, I, I've had to stop it. I just didn't have the time to put it out there enough and it wasn't getting enough traction anyway um, at that time. So um but yeah, I was I, I was instrumental in in my consciousness at least in terms of what needed to be done, um, figuring out you know which would be the best pathway, and then of course that led me to a digital marketing platform where I created another website, which was this GLFB, the Global Love Freedom Bank, and um, I was basically just channeling the information from GPMS with that to a degree. I didn't get very far with it. It was more of a you know, me practicing using this new technology that I was using, but it was, it was interesting nonetheless, you know, that there was that connection with that. So, yeah, so it's been an interesting journey. There's more things as well, you know, obviously it's like you don't know where to start when you start talking <laughs> or when to stop. You there, Andrew? My signal, I don't know if you can hear me. My signal yeah. is, is, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what is going on. It's never been this bad. So um, humble apologies to everybody. So I'm not sure if you're coming to the end there. So <laughs> have, have you um, yeah. said all you needed to say? Have you? Um, yeah, I mean, I've given you a bit. Of, I've given, given everyone a bit of background on me and my journey, and and obviously uh, emphasised you know what I wanted to with uh, you know GPMS world. I just encourage everyone to have a look at the website and really take the time to look at it. You know, when we're creating something new, you need to basically uh, just take some time to read it and, and get your head around it, you know, and sort of see that the intention of it is is pure and it's for everyone, you know. So, um, and, uh, you know, we've joined our Facebook group. We've got a Facebook group. We've got various Facebook groups for GPMS. Um, we've got 
um, also a YouTube channel. So you can follow, you can listen, and you can also share it with other people. Um, and then, yeah, the key thing is uniting the people um, in whatever way we can. It gives us the ability when we unite to be able to support ourselves and be independent when things get worse. And unfortunately, um, they are going to continue um, as they are, you know, trying to to drive, you know, what they're do doing, which is the digital world and to hell with everyone else and all the rest of it. You know, um, it's going to cause more suffering and more hardship for a lot more people. And so we want to be able to do this as quickly as possible to alleviate that and, and, and prevent that as much as possible. But um, at least in the meantime, even before GPMS is fully delivered and implemented, what we're seeing already is that, you know, the network as it grows and people are really connected, not just, you know, on a Facebook group or just as a number or uh, basically through the website, but actually collaborating with us. We're able to share, we're able to support, we're able to do lots of things. Um, which basically means that we're actually really implementing GPMS well before it comes into the official implementation process with a, a full majority vote ultimately. Um, but it, it, the numbers do all of the all of the proof for anyone, so there's no opposition to it. We get to when we get to the worldwide majority. No government can be in opposition to this. No institution because the people have spoken, and we're generally supposed to be in a dem democratic world, right? So of course you know, and it's. It makes the most sense, you know, and it will make more sense to people as time goes on. So I'd love to thank you so much for inviting me on the show, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, and uh, be tuning in to your show for sure to watch more guests and listen to more guests. You're right, Deandre. All good. Right. I, I'm not getting, I can just hear real crackly bits. I'm not hearing. <laughs> Denver, what you're saying, so I'm gonna have to listen to the replay. <laughs> so, really sorry about this. It's, no worries. It's totally out of my control. 100%. Well, so, anyway, a... thank you for coming on the show, and it's been really um, enjoyable. You know, you've shared so much on so many different levels. So, you've given people a lot of food for thought, and hopefully, they'll all sign up. So, um, thank you for coming on at short notice, and it's been an absolute delight. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you, Adrena. Thank you, Jeffrey. Much love, much light, much gratitude. We've got this. And yeah, it's going to be a beautiful world. All right. And same time, same place next week. All being well. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you, everybody. Okay.